Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Reclaim and Display podcast, episode 43, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today, I didn't think Jaron was going to be here, but he is. <laughs> I'm here. It's you good are. To be here. Yeah, we had to change some plans this morning. So, a Sunday morning recording. Kennedy couldn't be here. Didn't think Jaron was going to be here, but some things got moved around. So, Jaron, we owe you a vacation day. So oh, that's along, okay. It's along great. the way, so uh, so I'm not I'm not completely alone. Uh, not to mention, we have a great guest on the podcast this week, James Swain, president of Oklahoma Baptist Homes for Children. Welcome, James. Thanks, Good Owen. To have you, Thanks, James. Jaron. Good to be with you guys. Did tonight. I get the title correct? Is that that's, is that, that right? Is the president? Is that yep, where you're at? Yep, so. Yep. Uh, so James is preaching for us this morning at Emmaus here in a few minutes, and I originally thought I was going to be gone today. I was supposed to be speaking at another church. They had some plans changed. We talked earlier, James, about church plans changing sometimes, and so I'm here. But it's good because I get to hang out with James, worship with him, hear him preach, and so plus he was nice enough to get here early and, and record a podcast. So James, a lot of things we want to discuss. But maybe we should start by letting people know we actually know each other. Like we have a we have a history together that, frankly, I don't even remember when we originally would have met. But you probably know more about that than I do. So give us the dirt if you yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> Tell the story here. I've uh, so I asked ask Owen before we started how old he was because <laughs> which I'm 41. I, I'll go I, on record. I don't I, mind. I remember very clearly because I I met him a little over 36 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Whoa! So uh, five year old? No, I turned. Uh, yeah, about five years yeah, old. Probably. Five, yeah, five year old. Yeah. I I turned uh, twenty on a on a Friday, and that Sunday morning started my first Sunday as the college youth minister at Central Baptist Church Central High. People That's from, right. If you if you know, you know Central That's right. High, Southwest Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Central High. And uh, I've tried to introduce people around here to Central High. It's Central High, not Central yeah. Marlowe, not Marlowe Central. Right. It's Central that's High. Right. So. That's just uh, that's just the for people who don't know better. Yeah. But uh, so you're you're 20 at the time. I'm five at the time. Yeah, and there yeah. you are in Central Baptist yeah. Church. Wow. So. And, I'm, and I'm not surprised. But by, by the way, Jaren, I'm not surprised that <laughs> Owen is as uh, got, got educated well, become a become a effective pastor. Uh, one of my one of my greatest memories of Owen is uh, I don't know if it was that fall or the next fall winter. I, his dad was basketball coach, yep. and I walk in Friday night to a basketball game at Central High, and <laughs> and uh, just pop up in the bleachers. Owen's sitting there, and, and I said, "How's it going, Owen?" And he said, "They're not running these plays right." <laughs> so most five or six year old kids don't even know there's a game going He's on. Right. He's o- clued in. Owen was Owen was focused. Uh, yeah. He was focused. So. Uh, yeah, Central. That's, that was a great. Um, my uh, my college roommate was the pastor at that time, Marvin Knox's son, Martin, and uh, so I, I I grew up in Geronimo, Oklahoma. Geronimo. That uh, that's a great name, and uh, um, went to OBU. Actually, was planning on going to law school eventually. Was going to get an education degree, go to law school, and during the sophomore. Uh, year followed my sophomore year at a, what they then called Campus Revivals at OBU. I think they call it Focus Week now. Yeah, uh, that's right. J- Dr. Jimmy Draper, who was then the president of, um, I think they maybe still call it the Baptist Sunday School Board. Yeah, not Lifeway at the time. Not well, Lifeway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was preaching and and this the very clear sense of of God's call on my life. I really didn't know what that meant at the time, but just knew that God was calling me to do something in vocational ministry and just radically changed the course of my life and um, in, the, in the midst of that started getting involved doing some things uh, the guy that that counseled with me that night 
another student was a guy named Hans Stilbeck. Who's oh, now, my word. <laughs> who's now the president of Guidestone and formerly was our executive director of Oklahoma Baptist. And, uh, you know, Hans was youth minister as a college student at First Baptist Church in Shawnee, and he said, James, man, what do you think? I said, well, probably youth ministry. I mean, you're you're 19 years old. Yeah, what else are you going to do? You know, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> knew that I knew probably I didn't want to be a preacher. I'll talk more about that in a moment. But uh, I um, started doing some things there and got, got involved, served wherever I could. Started serving, teaching a college Sunday school class at the church that I was a part of. What and church was that? It was time? Calvary Baptist Church there. Yeah. And I uh, had, had a, <clears throat> probably had as many college students as we did other people in that church at the yeah, time that yeah, were there. Yeah. So it was just, it was kind of a neat season. And that spring, uh, our brother Marvin was looking, they were looking for a part-time youth minister. He'd interviewed and interviewed. And finally, finally Martin said, uh, Daddy, what about James? He goes, huh? let's give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, I turned night, I mean, I'm 20 Friday. That, and I did like three things that first Sunday that today I'd have fired me for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I understand that. I, they gave yeah. me the keys. You remember that old brown church van? Oh, probably should have never left the parking lot. No, anyway. no, no, no. We, and today we'd never let a 20 year old drive a nope. church van. And uh, I, that night after the evening service, we went into Duncan. There's like 17 of us in a 15 passenger van by myself. <laughs> I would have yeah. been like, Jaren. I'd been waiting in the parking lot and said, hey, thank you. Good try, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're done. You'll be happy to know. You may not know, but Jaron was previously our student minister here at Emmaus. So he's he's put 17 kids in a 15-passenger van before. He knows how <laughs> yeah. he knows how this works. So. You know what? It's a, it's a different day and time. And yeah. I'm, no. Candidly, I'm very glad that we're more conscious oh, about sure, stuff sure, like that sure, today. Absolutely, yeah. It was probably just by God's grace there was not something bad. <clears> I'm sure we've talked time. about this somewhere along the way, James, but I don't think I realized. So your first ministry position Brother Marvin Knox is the one who made that possible. So my first ministry position, I was Brother Marvin's youth minister at First Baptist Stratford. Stratford. So Brother Marvin, uh, the legend yeah. that he is, yeah. gave both of us our yeah. first uh, ministry that's, opportunity. Yeah. And really, Mrs. Knox is the one that we should really uh, That's really exactly think. right. So and I, this, uh, uh, I, yeah, she. Uh, for people listening, Mrs. Knox family. was my first grade teacher. So yeah. pastor's wife at Central Baptist. Still there in Marlowe, just telling people about Jesus and the assisted living place. She's, and uh, uh, had she got to see her the other day. Yeah, I actually had dinner with Martin and his wife Valerie Thursday night. Oh, so so uh, good, just, I love just that. Great. But yeah, uh, I, one of the great privileges of ministry is uh, Martin, his brother Marv, called me and asked me to got to preach Brother Marvin's funeral. I heard that. Great, I know. I was just great honors. Man, that's so good. People All right. Well, there's a lot of things we need to talk about out of that story. So first, I thought this would be fun. People hear Geronimo, people hear Central High, the people who know, know they've been to those places, but give yeah. me just, you, you travel all over the state, maybe three, four, five of just your favorite, most random Oklahoma town names, random places you've been that thought, I didn't think that was going to be any good. And I got there and I really liked it. Yeah. Where have you been in Oklahoma that stands out to you? You know, uh, everybody from Southwest Oklahoma talks about Goatee Bow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I there actually played basketball at Goatee Bow. <laughs> <laughs> played baseball at Granite. You know, any place in Southwest Oklahoma I've been to. Did you play basketball at Faxon? I did. When you were a kid? On the, on on the, on the, on the uh, gym. On the stage. Yeah, the gym. stage yeah. there. Where you All could, the circles touched. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could pull up for three from half court, or you could fall off the stage. That's right. If you ran along the, if you threw it in, if you threw it in bounds against the wall, you had to stand sideways because <laughs> yep. there wasn't. Absolutely. I remember playing back. basketball at Faxon. Oh, yeah, so, was, uh, they yeah. were they were serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you know what? One of the one of the there's some fun places like in Northwest Oklahoma, Slap Out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I always tell people when you get to Slap Out, it's Slap Over. I'm actually <laughs> when this afternoon going to Cherokee, Oklahoma. Oh wow. And uh, going to preach at the association annual meeting tonight, and then going to wind up at the annual meeting of the Panhandle Association, which is at, out at Hardesty at their camp out there. So there's and a lot of oh, there's a lot word. of great places. Um, you know, there's a place down in uh, southeast Oklahoma called Ho Nubby that you can get a really good hamburger there. <laughs> they also have the Bigfoot Festival there, and uh, they they uh, they like that. So there's I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't. I thought I knew all the small towns, but Ho Nubby. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Way, you ever been there, Terry? Way up no. in the mountains in Pushpatahaw County. I'm, I'm the typical Oklahoma City boy oh. who doesn't know anything outside the Oklahoma yeah. City metro. Yeah. I've been here all my life. So. You mispronounce Chickasha, yes, Miami, Miama, yeah. you yeah. know, those kind of things. I did things, hear so. a guy on the news last night. He said, hurrah. I said, I think that's hair of it. Again, yeah. If you know, you know. That's oh, that's, that's, that's really fun. Yeah. So, all right. So, James, back up um, as you're telling us your story, and we're going to get into some neat connections we have here at Emmaus, but how'd you come to faith in Jesus? Like what's yeah. that, what's that background? What's your testimony? People that listen to the podcast love to hear these testimonies. You so. know, I had a, I had a, a wonderful blessing of growing up in a, in a uh, Christian home. Um, my maternal granddad who lived in the Geronimo Walters area all of his life, uh, deacon at First Baptist Church in Geronimo for almost 50 years, saved when he was a young man at New Salem Baptist Church, which is out between Walters and Geronimo. And anyway, they, uh, uh, my dad from Texas joined the Army right out of high school, kept being sent to Fort Sill. On his third tour at Fort Sill, felt, felt a call to minister on his life, went down to visit the local director of missions at the association office in Lawton. And because his chaplain had said, you know, if you go down there, they've probably got some country churches that are looking for somebody to preach. And so they sent him out to New Salem Baptist Church where my mom, was playing the piano because their regular piano player was out with with an injury, and uh, and so the visiting soldier boy preacher met the guest piano player at New Salem Baptist Church. Love it, yeah. So my dad got out of the military, went to school in the GI Bill. This was in the this was in the mid late '60s, and uh, started pastoring uh, the first church he pastored. And I was born in Carnegie, Oklahoma, which is there's, uh, he was pastor of the Indian Mission of Carnegie. Yeah. And now we have a Kenny Mossman connection yeah, there here from yeah. Bayes to Carnegie. Yeah, so just, just crazy how those things yeah. all tie together. I love but that. Uh, so I was raised in a. My dad was a public school educator and a bivocational pastor, which means no kids wanted to spend the night at my house. Growing up. <laughs> he was the guy that told people to sit down and be quiet both places. Yeah, and, that's great. And uh, you know, I, I, my testimony is like a lot of church kids. I walked an aisle as a as a five six year old boy because a lot of other people were doing it. And really, sadly, in that era, we just celebrated. We didn't spend a lot of time trying to make sure there was understanding with children. And uh, you know, when when I was a teenager at False Creek, um, as a 15-year-old, you know, I'd been kind of playing that game, knowing that what I professed I had wasn't genuine, and uh, just kind of had to overcome some pride of being the pastor's kid and just swallow that and said, you know what, I. I've never really, I've never really embraced Christ, and so, huh. saved when I was 15, uh, had the chance to go work on summer staff at Falls Creek. Greatly shaped me. Probably is the reason I wound up at OBU where God called me. Yeah, and uh, you know, started serving when I three days, 20 years old. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So 36 years in. So when you in say ministry. early, you said earlier, you know, some hesitancy mm-hmm. about. 
being a pastor, did some of that come from just growing up yeah, in a pastor's yeah, I, home? And so know, I'll I, be a youth minister. That's okay, abs- but I'm not absolutely. Gonna... Well, I I I actually watched at a um, a church. I let them I let them remain nameless to protect the guilt. <laughs> I actually sat in a business meeting where they fired my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know just. Classic small church business meeting, probably twenty people there, and yeah. two or three guys had an agenda, and you know, like a like a fifteen to five vote. Sure, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and you guys are out, and and, yeah. and you just you just thought, you know, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right, right, and, right. Uh, you know, but uh, it was very, it was really interesting. I, so I served on church staff at Central. When I graduated from college, a guy you probably also know, Max Pyron, who was yeah. First Baptist Marlowe, and We'd done some things together in the association area, and he said, hey, would you be interested in coming on staff here? We'll let you go to seminary. And so I, I became his associate, and it was just a, it was just a great time. Eventually wound up at First Baptist Purcell, and uh, so I served with Brother Marvin, yeah. who's like a father figure, yeah. and Gene Jorgensen, who was oh, wow. yeah. in that. I mean, so the, my just first a legend category, yeah. These. So I, I'd... And I didn't see myself doing what these guys did because these guys are these kind of Christian statesmen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, wore coat and tie or wherever they went, just <laughs> yeah. proper. And, and I served on staff with a guy at First Baptist Purcell who was more like a, an older brother. And uh, not only did not only did he help me see you can be a pastor, but his style of preaching resonated with me. First time I'd really sat under an expositor. Yeah. And uh, it just it just resonated with me. It shaped the way I still preach today that people here yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. So we fast forward that journey. You go through Falls Creek years, you've done a lot of different things, and then now you find yourself at Oklahoma Baptist Homes for Children. Yeah. One quick thing to throw in there. Um, you mentioned before we started recording this idea of God's just allowed you to be a connector. Like that's yeah. something that, yeah. where where does that, I mean, some of that's innate, some of that's who God has made you to be. Where does that build this desire to help people can connect together. You know, I, I do think some of it is is if we would say how we're wired. Sure. Uh, my my granddad, I was talking about very influential in my life. We used to go to the lake in the summer, and my dad would joke, you know, in in an hour he'll know where everybody's from, how much they make, and we'll get a free boat ride out of it because he just <laughs> yeah. he just had, so some of that's in a yeah yeah. Uh, but but I do think some of that's just I think some of that's a giftedness too, you know that um, that God puts in people he uses our how he wires us, but he also by his spirit equips us to do that. And you so, do, you just see person X and you think, man, they would have so much yeah, fun with person Y, yeah, and then and, you bring them. And I do think it's a gift. I know how people are connected. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll say, well, I remember so and so, so and so's cousin, or oh, nice. Or they serve together. They just that just that stuff. If just you could happens. share that skill with Jaren and I, we would be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we we just carry around a, a family tree of all of our church members, you yeah. know, just to try who's connected to who here. So, hey, hey, listen, and yeah. that that's crazy because you get out in rural Oklahoma, and it's really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but that that reality is true in in more metropolitan Oklahoma. Sure. Too, yeah. Yeah. Everybody comes from somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to know how those and relationships. Baptist all married cousins, and we're yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's it's amazing how nice. people are connected. Okay. So wrapping back around then. So. One of the things we do on the podcast is just talk about these ministry mission partnerships yeah. that we have. Now, you're in a key role with one of those because of president of Oklahoma Baptist Homes for Children. Emmaus' story tracks back to yeah. the South Campus yeah. in the early 80s. Talk about what's going on at sure. OBHC and then give Emmaus a little bit of behind-the-scenes look at that partnership and, okay. and what that's all about. Well, let me just real quick. I, I, 
Emmaus has been such a great partner predominantly in three of our areas of ministry. Obviously the campus here that's adjacent that now we uh, operate what we call our Children's Hope Program, right. which is our, our single moms and their children. And just, you guys get to see week in and week out just the amazing power of God transforming the lives. Oh, yeah. It's one of our favorite and, things. And here. we believe yeah. changing the, not only the eternal destiny, but changing the physical, emotional, destiny of families. Yeah, some some that breaking, generational breaking, oh, oh yeah, man. breaking some some generational uh, trends and cycles that are that are so real and relevant. And then I know that the church here is such a, a key partner in what we do with our uh, Hope Pregnancy Center. Not only our South Camp, our South Center, but also our mobile unit. Right. And, oh uh, yeah. And yeah. now it's going to Norman, and we've got some connection with the OU campus and and uh, going out to El Reno as well as Eastern Oklahoma County. So the, those things, I know the church is probably because they see those all the time, but you know, OBHC really does three things. We, we work with foster families and uh, to, to provide some training and support. And really what we're trying to do is we're trying to create um, awareness in churches of how they can serve foster families. And we, we provide a tangible tool. Every foster family has to have 12 hours of training rights they certified yeah. and so we come in with the church and do that we're also looking at some things in 2024 of ways to expand that one of the strategic priorities I've set before our staff and and our our trustees is that we want to find our place in foster care yeah you know there, there's some great partners that we work with we don't want to duplicate what anyone's doing we want to find how we can meet a need and we have great relationships with our state department of human services and they they've said hey this is a need and we're working towards unfolding it so maybe sometime yeah. in the future we'll share more about that yeah well and may as you're listening be praying about that because we actually have some meetings coming up in the next couple of weeks yeah with obhc yeah. about our connection in that so uh, you're going to hear more about that for sure yeah. so. and, and we're really excited about we're, we're looking to that's an area where we have opportunity to really expand and grow yeah. in the future you know, we, we operate the whole pregnancy centers. We partner with, there's 40 pregnancy resource centers across the state that are that have a common vision and value that we do, and we partner with them in a pregnancy resource And they network. fall under that umbrella, even though some of them are more independent. Correct, they, they, we provide, it's very similar to the way we operate in Baptist church world. We're not we're not directly connected to each other, but we choose to cooperate together. That's so that's right. We yeah, provide some training and yeah. some resources, and because of because of the size of that ministry, you know, that's grown from two clinics now almost forty years ago to eight, yeah. and uh, and there's a chance that we could see more down the road. You know, as the Lord. But even you doors. saying forty fit under that umbrella, correct? Really. correct. Yeah. All yeah. the way from all the way from Gaiman to. To Idabel <laughs> yeah. and and a, a lot of smaller communities in between, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, we're trying to help support and encourage that that need. I fear that a lot of our our church people think with the with the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year that we we won. And while you can't get a surgical abortion in Oklahoma, there's still a lot of people who are either getting chemical abortions or, sadly, some of the people who are who are so adamant pro-abortion. Planned Parenthood will pay for a lady to come to Wichita to have an abortion. Yeah, pay pay her way there, put her up in a hotel, and so the, the need's still there. We're still seeing the same volume of of young ladies coming our way in crisis, and 
and God's moving in a great way. We've seen over a hundred people come to know Christ through the ministry of Hope Praise yeah. Centers already in 2023. Oh wow, praise God so for that. So God's That's just incredible. moving in a yeah. great way. And then our other campuses, we have Boys Ranch Town, Baptist Homes for Girls. Both of those are, are now currently fully staffed. And so we've got more girls, more boys on campus than we have in quite some time. And one of the great prayer needs is we need some house parents at our Owasso campus. Okay, yeah. Because we, we operate Children's Hope there, but we also have a boys' cottage and a girls' cottage. So when we're fully staffed and fully occupied there, we could have up to 50, 60 people on that campus. And we, we've gone through a difficult season, but God's brought us some people. Yeah. So I think we've got 26, 27 people on campus there today yeah, compared yeah. to six a year ago. So That's so those yeah. are so God's doing a lot of good. He's shown us a lot of favor this year. So you have the, the foster adopt side of things. You have those pregnancy uh, resource centers. You have the, uh, the homes that you do. And then we jokingly add number four, uh, you also take you know key staff members from Emmaus to come, ah, come and work with you. So there that's, it the, is. that's the other yeah. way that Emmaus partners. Is. So you know, not that I'm, not that I'm, we're placing any blame I'm, here. So. I'm shocked at this, that we're this far into <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we, have, we just not mentioned this. So, so uh, no, 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 we I think, we, we I think Jaron and Sowing four lunches is what I was told. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, this is, you're, you're paying your dues this morning yeah, on this. So yeah. uh, no, for those of you listening who don't know, oh, uh, Jim Lee Hugh and Amy Halverson, who were on on staff here for many years, they have been called out, sent yeah. out happily, and they remain yeah. Emmaus, you know, members and just yeah. incredible people. But they also work for James now, so. so yeah. But it's a good uh, thing. We're glad to have that partnership you know, Jim, too. Jim and I worked at Falls Creek, yeah, 1986 oh. together. So we go way back, and uh, and and he's not, not only a trusted friend, but he's he's been the chairman of the board of OPHC. Oh, yeah. and, and he's going to have an expanded role with us in the future. And I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled to have him. He's walked with me through my transition. And yeah. then Amy's just a godsend. You know, um, I stepped into a role on March the 1st. One of the first things I knew I would have to do is hire an executive assistant who would be the corporate secretary for our organization. And, and, and uh, one of the wisest things I did was ask our retired uh, administrator, the lady who did that named Phyllis Salami, to come back. And Phyllis has all this institutional knowledge, so she helped me navigate through those early days, and then she helped me, and and uh, we started praying together. And I asked her to be a part of the interview process, and yeah. it was just clear that Amy was, and no. she's been. A we celebrate. We celebrate both of those. We yeah. we couldn't be more excited about that yeah. partnership. So you know, James, you being a connected guy. Adding Jim is oh. also another connection. They know guy. everyone in Oklahoma. That's this like point. a mighty yeah. force, right? There. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jim, uh, and I, and I, I'd love to take credit because I had an old pastor tell me one time that you might as well take credit because you will have to get blamed one day. <laughs> but you know, Jim was already on our staff. But uh, and uh, I'm excited about the future and, and excited he'll be a key part of. Oh, he will. Yeah, we, we, we praise God for that. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, James, you need uh, a chance to catch a breath and uh, look at your notes before you preach. And we've also kind of hit hit our time marker here. Okay. But thank you so much for being yeah, here today. Yeah, let me just say this, yeah. Emmaus family. Thank you for, um, I'm going to say this in the service, but some of you may not be there today. And just thank you for your support of what we do, your partnership in this, in this work. Uh, you know, this campus next door is 45 years old now. And uh, Emmaus has been a key partner all the days of that. And, and things have changed through the years, but thank you for your support of what we do. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here today and, 
and look forward to uh, continuing to walk together and work together as no, we seek it. to advance the gospel. Jaron, will you uh, pray for us as we wrap up? Absolutely. God, we just uh, we humble ourselves today and just praise you for your wisdom and your grace in our life, Lord. Just even having James here today and just uh, the connections that he has with so many people and just how it's... Uh, how you've used James in so many ways with people around the state and even has an, had an impact on Emmaus and uh, with Owen and just so thankful for your kindness, uh, Lord, to work in our lives, God. We are nothing apart from you today. And so we acknowledge that and we praise you for your gift of grace of saving us, but also, uh, Lord, establishing those good works prepared in advance for us to walk in. And so we thank you for that. I thank you for James being here, Lord, to bless our church. And I, I pray we'll be encouraged by it. And uh, those who listen to this podcast today, and we thank you for the work and the ministry you're doing in those kids' life in our state. And we just uh, ask that you continue to show favor, as James acknowledged today, Lord. And we praise you for that. And it's your name we pray. Amen. 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 We love you, Amen. Amen. We'll see you soon.